Good morning. Thank you for choosing to join us this Tuesday morning for day two of our week-long look at Psalm number 90. It's a joy to be with you today. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's reflection or were able to read this in written form or listen to the podcast or reflect upon some Psalm 90 in some way, shape, or form. But this week we're going to be looking deeper at Psalm 90. So I'm going to read the Psalm to you this morning and listen to what it's saying. And then we're going to talk, we're going to talk about today what's called the world behind the text. What's happening behind the scenes in this text that help it make that help make it come alive for us a little more. So today we'll look at Psalm number 90. Again, I'll read this passage to you. By the way, it starts off. Here's your spoiler for today. A prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place for all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or you had ever formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you were God. You turn us back to dust and say, turn back, you mortals. For a thousand years in your sight is like yesterday when it's past, like a watch in the night. You sweep them away. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it fades and withers. For we are consumed by your anger. By your wrath we are overwhelmed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days pass away under your wrath. All of our years come to an end like a sigh. The days of our life are like 70 years, or perhaps 80 if we are strong. Even their span is only toil and trouble. They are soon gone. We fly away. Who considers the power of your anger? Your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. So teach us to count our days, that we may gain a wise heart. Turn, O Lord, how long? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad in all of our days. Make us glad as many days as you have afflicted us. In many years we have seen evil. Let your work be manifest to your servants, your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and prosper for us the work of our hands. Oh, prosper the work of our hands. The spoiler I wanted to share with you was the first line of this, the prayer of Moses, the man of God. That's not actually part of the Psalm. That's a description. Many of the Psalms have in front of them a description of who wrote it or what it's about. But this is a Psalm of Moses. And that is so interesting because there aren't many Psalms that are associated with Moses. We typically think of the book of Psalms as a book associated with David because David wrote many of the Psalms, not all of them, but he wrote a lot of them. We very rarely think of the Psalms associated with Moses. If there's any, any part of scripture, any part of the different genres of scripture that we're gonna associate with Moses, we're gonna to tend to think about Moses in light of the law. We think of Moses in light of Leviticus or Deuteronomy or Numbers. We don't tend to associate Moses with the Psalms because the Psalms are thought of as instruments of worship. We talked yesterday about how the Psalms were for the Jewish people, their hymnal. So we associate the Psalms with Jewish worship. Yet think about what Moses did for most of his life. He helped the people worship. Think of all the times in scripture that Moses communed with God. Think of all the times in scripture Moses led the people in renewals of covenant or in acts of worship. So we often don't really think of Moses 
in the same worshipful way that we think of David. But if you look at Moses' life, you're going to see that Moses actually, much like David, spent a lot of his life, a lot of his time upon earth, leading the people in worship and worshiping God himself. When we understand that this psalm was written by Moses, we see some interesting things here, though. Look at what it says. You sweep them away like a dream, like the grass that is renewed in the morning. We are consumed by your anger. Think of all the times the Israelites saw God's judgment in the Exodus. You have set our iniquities before you, for our days pass away. The life of our years are like 70 years. Who considers the power of your anger? We see in this psalm a concept of the briefness of life and how fickle life is. So let's think about Moses' life. Remember, Moses led the people out of Israel. I'm sorry, out of Egypt. And then you see that as they went, they came very close to entering the promised land and they rebelled against God and would not obey and would not follow. And at that point, they then wandered the rest of, for 40 years. And the first generation of the Israelites that left Egypt died away. And Moses wound up leading the children of the first generation. Think about that for a minute. Think of all the people that Moses saw die. Think of all the friends, all the coworkers, all the colleagues, all the fellow folks in worship that Moses saw die, all the priests and the Levites, all of these. Moses saw the reality of death. And so it's so interesting that when you read this passage, you see this passage as a call to wisdom, but you see it as a call to wisdom, understanding that life is short and fragile. And Moses understood that. Moses saw the reality of life and the reality of death. And I think that's why this psalm has to it almost a, um, a somber note to it. You think of a psalm like Psalm 51, which is David's psalm of repentance. And you see a sorrowful, a sorrowful, a sorrowful concept there. But what you see to me in this passage is just uh, an acceptance. Life's short. Life's short. And our wisdom comes not from trying to prolong life or comes not from wealth or power, but our wisdom comes from understanding the beautiful reality of each day and of what each day means. So I think, I think about Moses and all that he had seen in his life. He'd seen a lot. The thing I keep coming back to is the fact that Moses also understood the brevity of life and understood how short it was. Wisdom is sometimes rooted in that understanding of the brevity of life and how beautiful each day is because of it. Moses understood that, that each day is a gift. So for me and you, I think that's a great reminder for us today. Let's not get so wrapped up in what tomorrow brings. Let's not get so wrapped up in the future that we forget to live today and to take each day as the gift that it is. Let's not take our days for granted. Let's not get in such a rush for tomorrow. 
let's live fully. I, I shared a quote last week on Facebook that I read, or I heard in a podcast actually, about um, a story about this mythical place where the stars were only visible one night a year, every thousand years. And the sheer beauty of the stars would drive men insane when they saw them. Now, you contrast that where we casually look up at the stars, then look down to our phones, missing the wonder of each day. Let's count our days and not take today for granted. For it's a great day. Hey, love you guys. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you bright and early uh, tomorrow for our online reflection. Thanks for watching.